the summer. Here in the summer. Feel the summer. Capital FM, Moscow. The sound of summer. Despite what we just mentioned there before we come on air, this, of course, is the last Sunday of summer, summer, summer 2021. And you know what, folks? You are very lucky to be spending it here with us on Mainland Europe's number one English language radio sports show, Capital Sports, of course. And we are on Russia's number one English language radio station, Capital FM. Now, I am your co-host, Alan Moore, and I'll be your guru for the next hour of pure sports power. Uh, congratulations, Russia, world champions in Beach football. Yep, we take it where we can get it. We're also doing very well at the Paralympics, but Russia won, beating Japan 5-2 today at Luzhniki on the sand. So we are now the world champions in beach football. Very well done to our boys in red. Okay, um, in just a moment, we're going to go to Andrew Flint, hopefully Andy Mackley there as well. Uh, we're going to speak about... Well, the mirage that is Qatar, that basically Russia are no longer... Well, it's going to be very difficult for them to get to the Middle East for the World Cup next December. Also, uh, Spartak's meltdown ahead of their return to European football. And also, we have a special guest coming on to speak with us about Cristiano Ronaldo. That's all in a very, very busy first segment. In the second, we have Steve and Kieran from the Transfer Exchange Show. They're going to tell us uh, just other little nuggets from Football Transfer News because, of course, we nailed it last week with uh, Kylian Mbappe. We nailed it with Cristiano Ronaldo. Remember, folks, you hear it here first on Capital Sports, whether it's a team that's going to win the Premier League in England and Russia or where players are going to move. We are number one, not just in Russia, not just in Europe, but in the world in general. Okay, and then, of course, we have the Big Filthy Quiz. Uh, that is in the third segment. Of course, a very busy sporty weekend, even though it was raining very heavy in Belgium for the Formula 1 Grand Prix in Spa-Francorchamps. Uh, they only completed two laps behind the safety car. I actually, you know, it was, it was an awful looking thing, and you really felt for the, the drivers who were sitting in the seats and the water pouring in on top of them, like, you know. Um, so, basically, they said, okay, Two laps, Max Verstappen wins, and the English lads, uh, George Russell, Russell and Lewis Hampton, were second and third and consecutive, consecutively, or respectively even. Um, of course, remember that the next race is in Holland, in Zandvoort, and they were saying, well, maybe we can race tomorrow on Monday. But of course, you know, they said, no, 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 no. People will have to go back to work on Monday. So the thing that got it was the marshals, the people who help and organize things, they're all volunteers. So they have to go back to work on a Monday and, you know, and it wasn't a bank holiday there. It's a bank holiday in England as far as I know. Um, uh, I'm going to get this really, really, really messed up. Yalemzirf Yehulau. She broke Kenyan Roop Chep Gete's women's half marathon world record in a time of one hour, three minutes, 43 seconds. That was today in the north of Ireland in Antrim. The old record was only earlier this year was 19 seconds slower. Yes, you heard that right. She beat the world record by 19 seconds. Folks, if something looks like a duck, walks like a duck, and quacks like a duck, I'll leave that there. Okay, you can add shoes, you can add doping, whatever you want, but that just is... 
Unbelievable in the biggest way. Okay, in the Paralympics, China, they are going for a five in a row atop the medals table. They have 46 goals, 29 silver and bronze. Uh, Great Britain, they're in second. They have 23 gold, 19 uh, silver and gold as well. Or sorry, silver and bronze as well. And the USA have just nipped past the Russian Paralympic Committee with 15 goals, 16 silver and nine bronze. And our lads and lossies are in fourth on the table with 15 gold, nine silver and a whopping 28 bronze. Okay. Um, last week, of course, the Russian Premier League threw up a few surprises, not least Spartak going down 2-1 at home to Sochi. Spartak in full, uh, basically they're, they're heading for relegation at this stage. They're in an awful, awful shape at the moment, on and off the field. Um, Zenit, uh, they, they nipped past this car 1-0 on Thursday, so good win for them, puts them top of the table. Loco and Dinamo, as Andrew Flint predicted, they finished in a 1-1 draw. Now, of course, all action and all eyes turn, of course, to the uh, Russian national team. But before we do, Andrew Flint, um, Spartak, Spartak are in full-on crisis mode, aren't they? They are in big, big trouble at this stage. Yeah, they absolutely are. They just cannot, cannot click save their life. Uh, Rui Vittoria looks all over the place. We've, we've said this the last two shows in a row now. Um, they lost three games already. And it, when it's a 30-game season, that's a catastrophic amount. That would effectively be all your lives lost already. Um, Jordan Larson isn't scoring still. I, I don't really know where they go from here. Yeah, it is. It's it's an awful situation. Zenit, of course, they are one point ahead of Dinamo. Uh, Dinamo, of course, were top of the table before that round of matches, the sixth round of matches. Dinamo in second place on thirteen points. Loco in fourth on twelve points. Still unbeaten this season. One of only two teams themselves and Zenit are unbeaten. Siska are you know they're doing well. They're sitting in sixth place on nine points. Spartak, as mentioned, they're in tenth place on seven points. And as Andrew said, they have dropped a whopping nine points. So that is really an awful to make up because you look at the team. All the teams above them, even Nishinov have only lost two matches, Andrew. Yeah, I mean, I, I just cannot believe Nishi Novgorod are, are, doing, are doing so well. I honestly thought they were nailed on to finish bottom of the table and uh, I'm really not enjoying seeing who really is bottom of the table, of course. <laughs> They've actually um, just signed Petrus Brumal as well, who has Russian Premier League experience, so that's a really good signing for them. Um, but Alexander Kurzhikov, having practically relegated Tom Stomps, well, mathematically he did, uh, uh, before they were saved by other teams going bust, um, and he's gone from that to keeping Nishini Novgorod safe mid-tables. Phenomenal. Okay, um, very, very quickly, let's uh, look at the Russian national team. Of course, they have three matches coming up. We'll be covering uh, one of them live against uh, Cyprus, actually Croatia as well, on Wednesday at Luzhniki at 9.45. They need to win that match. Uh, there's no two ways about it. They are sitting second in the group, one, two, lost one, uh, but they have to beat Croatia. It's not even a draw at this stage, Andrew. They, they need to win, don't they? Uh, you'd have to say so. And it's, it's, um, they, they, cannot, they cannot afford. If, if they lose, that's it. That's it. Done, as far as I'm concerned. But um, you take a point in that, would you? I mean, on the face of it, against the World Cup runners-up, um, it's, it's not a bad result, but they, they've got to be winning that. They have to, really. Um, and otherwise, there's real pressure on them going away to Cyprus, which will not be easy. 
Yeah, so, I mean, Cyprus, like, Cyprus will fancy their chances against Russia. They're not, they're like, you know, they'll be figuring, you know, we could probably, well, we'll at least get a point and we actually could get three if we do well because they're looking at Russia and they're looking at a new, new coach. They know that they're going to be unsettled. So it's going to be a difficult one for them. But, um, I mean, overall, with that group, I mean, like, it is, it is a, I, I think it's a very, very tough group. I mean, with Slovakia as well, because Russia yeah. doesn't have to, like, they'll be host of Slovakia. But the last game, of course, the 14th of November, away to Croatia. Now, a November match involving Croatia with Russian interest worked out before um, for, uh, let's just say, for against England, shall we say, <laughs> when a, a certain bobbly pitch <laughs> and, a, 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 you know, a manager. Um, yeah, so, uh, but I mean, looking at it overall, I mean, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this, I'm looking to see how are Russia going to come out of this? How are they going to do something? You know, they... they they flopped in, in a large sense in the Euros, um, even with home advantage. Uh, you know, they, they've, they've not started well in this group. They've not started well in this group. They've, you know, they, they've been, they were poor in the Nations League. They nipped past Malta. They nipped past Slovenia. And then they were humiliated by, humiliated, excuse me, by Slovakia. And I saw that game uh, out in Dinamo Stadium, the VTB Arena, with uh, Bulgaria, which they won 1-0. Um, do you think, is Qatar just a step too far from them right now? Should we just be saying, okay, forget it, we're going to build towards 2024? Well, I mean, let's be honest, there's, there's no hope of Russia really getting very far um, at Qatar. But I, I think it's, they have to obviously obviously go for it. Um, the, the problem for me is the, is the coach. Um, Valeri Karpin on such a short-term contract, that's been appallingly handled. And it doesn't send a great message to him or the players. We're not even looking to the World Cup itself, you would have thought the bare minimum would be a contract up to the World Cup. And that, for me, is a worrying sign. I don't think Russia are ready to make an impact at Qatar. So if they don't go, if they don't qualify, it's not technically the end of the world, but it would be, it would be a big come down after 2018. Yeah, I... I I'm with you on that because, again, you know, if they really were serious about Carpe and that they said they back him and so on, they would they would employ him until 2024. Yeah. But there you go. Okay, now moving away from that, of course, we will mention the English Premier League in just a moment, but we have a special guest who's going to be joining us in a moment with his take on it. Um, Spartak and Loco. Okay, we know Zenit were uh, drawn in the Champions League, the top tier. They have Chelsea, Juve, and Malmo, um, so they have a good chance to get into the Europa League by finishing third in that group. However, all focus here in Moscow is on Spartak and Loco. Spartak draw against Napoli, uh, Leicester City and Lyon. Now they start off, the, they open their, their group games uh, against Lyon at home at the Outcourt Arena on the 15th of September. Loco have Lazio, uh, Marseille and Galatasaray. And some awful stupid comments actually this week about that. Uh, but they open their, uh, their efforts in the Euro- Europa League on the 16th of September at home. Um, okay, looking first at Spartak. Uh, they need to, oh, sorry, not Leon, Legia Warsaw, I should say. Sorry, I just got corrected here in the studio. Um, they're opening up in 15th. They need to win that match. They, they, they need three points to avoid finishing bottom of that group. Or am I completely wrong? Uh, no, not completely wrong at all. Absolutely right. Um, I mean, it, it, that, that is clearly the, the other weaker side in the group. And look, let's be perfectly honest, the Russian side has been appalling in, in, in Europe for quite a long time. But the third place route into a very complicated system, a playoff to get through to the knockouts in the Conference League, I believe it would be, that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. It's depressing to say that, but it's true. Um, and at least European football will continue into the spring. And that is absolutely right. And it puts pressure 
straight away on game one. They have to win it. Yeah, yeah, they need three points because again, as I said, like third third place goes into the Europa Conference League, the third tier. Um, because you're looking at Napoli, who are you know, very strong, Leicester, who are who are you know doing well, and they're a strong team as well. They're going to come out uh, all guns blazing. The other one that was some really stupid, stupid comments online from people who should know better. Uh, oh. The Lazio Galatasaray Marseille group. They said it's like a, a group of death, but of stabbings. They said there's going to be lots of stabbings in this. Now, local are second seeds in that. Um, but they're, they're, not going to, they're going to fancy their chances coming third in that group in any case. They might even nip into second place. Yeah? Yeah, yeah I, I think uh, actually Loka probably have the best prospects of the three Russian teams in Europe. Um, Galatasaray have to be targeting that, um, them as in, in that group. Marseille away will be a very difficult atmosphere. Lazio are the best side, I would say. Um, but Mar- Marseille at home... Um, pick up three points there and I'd say Loco should really be looking at top two if they can get that result Okay, um, now we're going to move away of course the English Premier League uh, didn't throw back any shocks really this weekend United winning 1-0 away to Wolves not a great game uh, but they won a win is a win is a win Spurs topping the table with after a 1-0 win uh, in a London Derby basically against uh, Watford a massive 5-0 hiding for Arsenal so Arteta is at the door on that one so Man City beating Arsenal 5-0 uh, West Ham drawing 2-2 at Crystal Palace and that well, really rotten match 1-1 between Liverpool and Chelsea yesterday a lot of people were disappointed with that of course Leicester City winning 2-1 as well um, Peter P is on the line right now because we're going to speak about a return to the red side of Manchester of Cristiano Ronaldo. Yes, he moved from Juve, who lost for the first time at home in a long time against Little Empoli uh, this weekend, yesterday. Um, Peter B, I'm going to, before we get the Manchester United view, I'm going to ask your view from, from downtown Boston. A good move or a bad move for Ronaldo and a good move or a bad move for Manchester United? All right, well, first of all, I just want to say that uh, to all the people who were giving me the stink eye at the uh, year 2016 or when I was still rocking uh, Man U, a Ronaldo jersey. Uh, I called it, <laughs> screw you guys. <laughs> no, but it's like, it's like I, I, you know what I feel about it? It's like, it's still, it's like COVID just wrecking football uh, to me because uh, it's just, it's like, it's like forcing all these like big clubs to play essentially like hot potato with uh, all these big names. They, uh, they, because like I honestly like as much as I like the homecoming, like I would I would prefer to see more uh, of Cristiano play like Juventus a little bit at least as as much as I like as as much as I like him coming to uh, Man United again. Now, listen, Andrew Flint, that's a very good point that Peter P made. I mean, Peter P makes good points on a regular basis, and that's a really good one. It is Absolutely. a case of you know, hot potato with a hot property or something, well, approaching that. Yeah, I, I think this is definitely a signing of um, emotion. And I think the owners have not shown a great deal of intelligence since taking over, what, 16 years ago, but they know they've, they're going to get a lot of fans on side for this. Um, but what is the point? Manchester United need a midfielder, a defensive midfielder, a holding midfielder. We've already got Mason Greenwood. He's just scored again. He's the first teenager to score th- first three games of the season since Robbie Fowler 25, 26 years ago. He's an incredible prospect. He's going to be the one who misses out here because Jaden Sancho nailed on because he's a big money signing. Cristiano Ronaldo obviously is going to pick himself and Marcus Rashford when he gets back from fitness. What's the point? I just do not understand it. 
Okay, uh, there's a question that came in, um, and I, I'm just trying to, it, 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 the, your number ends 9695. Uh, it says, hey guys, I hear uh, Sir Alex Ferguson played himself, uh, himself played a role in the transfer. Um, I want to hear Andrew Flint's take on that news bomb. Okay, Andrew, wait to you. Well, they, their relationship is famously very close, and I'm not surprised at all. Ferguson is at every game. He's basically an ambassador for the club, um, and I don't think it would have taken much of him to persuade Ronaldo back. So, yeah, I'm not surprised at all. OK, Peter, um, over to you on this one. It's like, OK, what, what uh, this again, this is a question coming in. I'm just trying to see, uh, it's the number ending 717. Oh, actually, no, that's the, 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 the wrong one, sorry. Um, okay, question, uh, number ending 4864. Okay, you've told us what you think about the Ronaldo transfer. This person says that he should be going to, he, he thought he would go to PSG. Do you think that he will be useful for Manchester United? Andrew Flint doesn't think so. I Honestly, it's like, I think he, like, honestly, I think he would. Because, like, and honestly, uh, the, the guy who said he's, like, going to PSG, come on, they just signed Messi. Like, it's just, <laughs> again, it's like, it's like I'm, I'm, tr- I'm trying to, like, give a, more of, like, a financial, like, point of view. Because, again, as I said previously, like, uh, a lot of big clubs, uh, like, it just, it just forces, forces them to play this, like, to basically, like, I'm just going to, uh, sorry, I'm just going to go back to, like, too messy on this how, how like Barcelona was forced to uh, let him go because because it was just uh, impossible for them to financially like just keep him and uh, like I guess to, I guess I kind of agree uh, with uh, Andrew Flynn on this too like I don't I don't necessarily like I don't necessarily see like I think I think he would be an, a huge asset but then again like can they can they keep him like that's the point that's that's like the major uh like my my major take on this is they can't can, do they have the ability to actually like uh, uh financially like keep them around well this okay now i'm going to ask you both the, this question because we discussed it on the show we actually discussed it as well on cup sports 2.0 um there are of course the uh sexual assault allegations hanging over cristiano ronaldo which has been rather mm-hmm. underreported and kind of left out of the mention um, we see Mendy, the Manchester City player as well, who is suspended for multiple uh, sexual assault charges or allegations. Or no, charges, because they are charges, not allegations. They're actually charges being charges, laid yeah. against him. Yeah, sorry. Um, uh, how do you feel about that, Andrew Flint? Like, I mean, do you think it's maybe from a PR point of view that this could backfire very badly? Uh, well, it should do, but it won't, is my short answer. It, I don't, it doesn't sit comfortable with me, particularly because it's, um, he, he so openly admitted it in that statement that his, that his lawyer released and put his name to, it, it detailed in disgusting detail, but confirmed what is the definition of rape. Um, now, we have to say alleged because it's not gone through the court system, but it, it, that, that's what it was. I'm sorry, I'm going to say it. That's what he has admitted to. His image is as a healthy, homegrown father. That's what his PR team are putting out. And he solves a lot of problems for the Glazers. That's okay. what's going to override it, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, Peter, how about for you? I mean, you know, like, the, 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 the events took place in America, as far as we know. Well, He's admitted and so on. So what's your, your quick take on it? I guess uh, it's just, again, we see uh, this reoccurring, like, uh, like well, reoccurring uh, thing that's just, like, People with with the emergence of the cancel culture, people just keep on like uh, attacking. I'm gonna say attacking all these players, trying to sully their names, trying to uh, trying to receive a big paycheck off their salaries, 
And it's like I don't know. For me, like I, I honestly don't think it wouldn't matter because again, as Andrew Flynn said, Ronaldo's pretty open, and like uh, I honestly, it's just unbelievable. Like all these charges against him. So like I honestly think it won't matter. And like, I just want to say that just like this, this whole like this whole like movement just needs to like chill out, kind of. Because just the, 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 it's like yeah, it's the, the it's like not just uh, with soccer, with just sport in general. People just keep on coming up to your big names to essentially steal their money. Okay. That's, that's what I think. All right, guys, that's a, a, a different take on it, but thank you very much, Peter. Andrew, thank you very much as well. well. We'll speak with you both, of course, in the third segment in the Big Five Filter Quiz. So we're going to go out right now, uh, coming back, of course, with the Transfer Exchange Show, guys. Uh, we're going out with Avici and Hey Brother, back after this. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.
лучшее завершение уикенда на Capital. Join us on a journey. From the beach to the dance floor. Chicane presents Sunsets. Каждое воскресенье в 11 вечера провожаем отличный уикенд. Встречаем новую неделю. Welcome back, folks. And of course, Capital Sports is delighted to bring you this segment. Thanks to our partnership with Match Business Consulting, the one-stop shop for all your sports events and management needs. Okay, folks, now, uh, before we uh, do go across to the boys from the Transfer Exchange show, uh, we do have to give a shout-out to a few people who are messaging in. Saha, thank you very much for your message in a little while ago because, again, it's a great question. I'm going to ask the boys now in just one moment. And um, there was a couple of messages, one from Sergey. Now, Sergey, I know you've written into us here before, so just to let you know that uh, the guys are... We're not ragging on Spartak just to, like, you know, kick Spartak. We're, we're kind of... We are being kind of serious. We are trying to, like you know, kind of propose what they can do. Of course, it's very, very difficult. So a big shout out to all our Spartak fans. I know there's a lot of listeners from who support Spartak Moscow, not just here in Moscow, but outside Moscow as well. Um, you know, look, the club is huge. The club is it's so needed for Russian football. So while we're being critical, uh, while we're saying they need to up their game, we're also, you know, we're, we're, we're saying about any club. So it's not, we're not picking on you, okay? Trust me, Sergey. And I know there's a few more messages coming in as well saying, you know, leave Spartak alone. Well, look, it is what it is, but we do love Spartak and we want them to get better, okay? The, the fans are committed and they make football better here in Russia, okay? So, right, uh, we're going to go off to the phone in a moment. And, of course, I want to just say one quick thing as well, because just like I know, I, I'm certain, I'm certain that we have listeners right now in Dublin. I know that my mom is listening, so I wish my brother a happy birthday. Uh, today is his birthday, because uh, it was a, a strange day, because today, of course, is Day of Minors or Minors Day. And uh, also to my, well, I have to say to my son, Tim, I've mentioned him quite a lot. He fell today and broke his wrist, so he's going to miss a couple of weeks of rugby, uh, but he's quite happy because he, then he won't have to write for the next two weeks of school. There you go. Okay, so straight away we're going over to the UK, to England, to Steve Kay and Kieran Stewart. Uh, I'll, I'll start, I'll say first of all to Kieran. Kieran, how's your, how's your, your, your little one? Uh, she's good, thanks, Alan. Um, she's made a speedy recovery. She's back home and causing everyone's stress but it's good stress <laughs> listen i tell you something it's when when a kid is causing you stress and they're running around causing havoc it's great to have it you know it uh not 100 percent. yeah not at that moment not at that moment but you know no. gradually <laughs> it does you can look back and reminisce <laughs> yeah when you're sitting there on your own going thank god they're all out of the house but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> steve um welcome you back on because of course last week you absolutely blew the doors off our studio here in the nabarajni tower uh, mm. on the moscow river in moscow city center um killian and bap what's the latest on our boy in psg uh, well, thanks for having us back, Helen. First, uh, pleasure, pleasure to be here. Uh, but at the moment, what's that? PSG are digging their heels in over this uh, Mbappe. I mean, it, obviously they they don't want to let him go. Uh, but if if the transfer happens, and you're probably going to see a quick turnover from Hazard going to um, Juventus, but they're keeping him against his will. He's came out today. And it's going to be in, very interesting to see what, in the next couple of days, whether he's off to Real Madrid or 
whether just PSG just refused to let him go. That's okay. That's an interesting one because again, you know, they, they supposedly, you know, Madrid said that they're going to withdraw their bid. That's where, where from Le Parisien, the French paper said mm-hmm. that they are going to withdraw the bid uh, tonight. Um, they are not going to offer more than one hundred and ninety million euros. Kieran, is that, is that a, a bit of a mental amount of money for anyone? Yeah, I mean, Kylian Mbappe has got a year left in his contract. So for someone with, no matter how good, someone with a year left in their contract to be offering one hundred and ninety million euros and the club to turn it down, it, it's it seems a bit very short sighted. Um, this it, from anyone that sort of followed. Um, the, the path that Kylian Mbappe has done, he's, he's set up this for a reason. He's he's worked his way his uh, contract down to a year left, knowing full well that um, it gives an opportunity for clubs to come into him for him for a, a fair price. And PSG aren't willing to take that. Uh, mm-hmm. It's their prerogative because they want to keep their player, but they're risking losing that player for half the money if they sell him in January or nothing in the, in the summer. Yeah, I mean, it, it would look well for them for the financial fair play as well, even though it has been loosened up a little bit. Uh, the, it, apparently, well, this I heard from a friend in Spain now. This could be just, again, just gossip. This is a, a, a Gaelic footballer in Madrid messaged me to say that uh, Athletic Madrid are in talks with Manchester United to sell Kieran Trippier back, or Trippier back. Is, is that just paper talk, or, or what's the story? Um, no, that's, that's, that's definitely not. Um, paper talk. I mean, Arsenal was someone who were very interested in also in Kieran Trippier. I mean, they're, they're, they're desperate for a right back and yeah, they, have, they have actually already made a bid, but they're, they're at least 15 million euro off of what Atletico Madrid are asking for. Yes, uh, you know, you've got Manchester United there who are obviously going to be the bigger pull. They're the Champions League side. So, You've, you've literally got a battle between those two clubs. And, you know, if, if I was to pick one, I, I would say that you probably could obviously off to Manchester United, um, if anywhere, in the next couple of days. OK. Um, elsewhere, Kieran, have you, what, what, what can you kind of like uh, light up our night here in Moscow tonight? With? What a little bit of info, inside information have you got to, to, to make us sort of enter the new week happily? Uh, I wouldn't say like inside information. There's some there's some decent transfers that could potentially be going down within the next couple of days. I know uh, Callum Hudson Odoi is in talks with uh, Borussia Dortmund, uh, and then Chelsea are trying to sort out a deal with that. Uh, whether it go or not, I don't know. It's been a a transfer that has been either Bayern Munich or Borussia for the last couple of years, it seems, and he's a player that definitely to progress in his career and he's keep his development up and going. He needs to. He needs to go and seek regular football. And what better to do than a, a club of the stature and um, sort of like uh, Borussia Dortmund, the way they sort of bring through their players. They've got the young squad. They've got Haaland there. They've got um, many other players there as well. Uh, Rainier Jr. who's from Real Madrid, Brazilians, like youngsters, set to be a superstar. So it would be good to see him go there. Uh, it's definitely a move I could I could see happen. Um other than that, there's, there's, there's a lot of stuff that probably people already know. Corinthians are uh, taking William on a free. He's, his contract's set to be terminated. Um, Kolasinac, a player who's still at Arsenal, still getting game time, who's meant to be going to Fenerbahce. I'm sure that deal will get wrapped up within the next next few days. Um, yeah, uh, Steve's the man who'll probably give you something 
that that no one in this planet has heard. <laughs> Go on, Steve. Steve. Okay. Go on, Steve. You have to. You light well, up our I, night here. On 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 the planet is you know that that's asking something. But uh, I had yeah, to set it up, Steve. I'm the hype guy. Yeah, <laughs> you are. You are definitely the hype guy. Yeah. Um, they, look, there's we're, we're two days before the end of the transfer window, and there's a lot of a lot of stuff going back. I mean, some some something that you know probably would interest your listeners and. Even more so yourself, Alan. Is uh, I was talking to a, to a friend of ours just just before we came on tonight. Uh, I was asking about uh, Jesse Lingard. Uh-huh. It looks like he wants to fight for his place at Manchester United. Is is what I've been told. Whether there's you know the, a, a bid will come in, I'm not too sure. Also, um, the this Nikola Vlasic yeah. um, of CCSKA Moscow. I, I've, I've been told that this signing to West Ham is literally close to being done. Yeah, uh, 25 mil, is it? Yeah, for 30 million uh, plus, plus add-ons. Spurs are very busy. It looks like they've, they've been promising Harry Kane a lot of things and that's probably the reason why he's, he's, he's staying. They're in talks to buy Emerson Royal. Uh, they've, they've offered a, a cash-plus-player deal um, with Serge Aurier. I mean, look, Barcelona, you know, I've got a few problems with that deal, mainly because, mainly because they've probably seen Serge Audrey play. I was going to say, I was going to say, I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say, the main problem is the player that they were trying to offer him. Yeah. That's you. Yeah, so, and also Traore, you know, they're, they're interested in. Uh, so, that's, that's, that's another one. Spurs are going to be very, 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 very busy in this window, and there are certainly a club that, you know, you need that will be needed to to be you know to look out for. Uh, another one just uh, is um, we've already know that Burnley have signed Maxwell Coronet with a deal with Lauren for fifteen million. I mean, a great signing for them, an, an excellent player. Uh, but they wanted a player also, a, a wing back called Mark Kikarella. He's a wing back from Getafe. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in advanced talks with um, with Brighton. Uh, an eighty million euro offer has gone in. Uh, Barcelona are going to get something out of this. They're going to get a good 1.8 euro as part of this transfer. So, you know, that's going to be something that uh, Brighton's going to... Uh, I mean, I could keep you here all night, Alan. Yeah, well, I don't want to keep... No, no, that, that, one, that, that one with Vlasic is the one that, like... Because people... I know we were chatting over this for a while, and, I mean, there were different offers from around the place. Um, you know, and, and, I mean, it's amazing that people who are claiming to be in the know actually had no idea about it. Uh, well, you guys have nailed it on the head with this. So basically, he's he's almost a hammer. I, I I've been told that this is close. This is very close. I mean, Kieran knows who we talk to as far as when we talk to our West Ham, uh, where we get our West Ham information from, and he's, he's very rarely wrong. <laughs> He'd probably be wrong on this one now. Well, but, uh, yeah, he literally told me Jesse Lingard is literally it just is not going nowhere. It's stalling. It just they just can't. I think it's probably the fee. I think Man United want thirty million, uh, but this Blasic one, he was right on that. He said, "Yeah, this is uh, this list looks like it's going to be going to be done." Um, so yeah, and he, and he was he seemed very confident of that. Okay. Well, who better to uh, uh, have the other end of the transfer dealings? So we've got the West Ham side, but we've got the man in Russia himself. So, Alan, have you got any insight into this transfer, yeah. which you can tell to our supporters and followers? Well, look, the one thing is that uh, they were he his preferred. Well, I'll, I'll say it like this: um, I know his family. I've known him since he was a little boy. 
I used to work with his sister, with his dad, uh, and I can I can say that yeah, I can confirm what you guys are saying that West Ham have looked at him for quite some time, um, and that his preferred destination is West Ham United. So that's um, I can yeah, yeah. that that's from the family. That's from the family. That's from his sister Blanca, uh, of course, former you know, world high jump champion. I think Olympic champion as well. So uh, from them. Yes. The issue is uh, CSKA, CSKA, they are really struggling financially. They're looking to try and get more money. They were offered money from Monaco and a couple of other places, but West Ham looks like it's going to be there. So, yeah, guys, I'm 100% with you on that. 100% with you on that. Um, Have you heard much about Serdar Azmoun, the Zenit player? No. I I, I, I mean, I've done my research prior, previously. Uh, We spoke about him. Uh, I know he was linked with Arsenal. Um, Have you got any more information on him? Yeah, he's going apparently to Lyon in France, that they've agreed terms. Yeah, so he's moving to Lyon in France. So it's a a good one. This is a guy, I know we spoke with him before, I think it was two years ago actually on on your show. And I think he's an absolute... Fabulous player, fabulous player. He's he's a Turkmen, uh, Iranian. He's a very good player. He's actually a magical player. I think that if he was at Arsenal now, they would be selling him on on somewhere for you know probably thirty forty million. But as it is, he's going. I think it's around twenty to twenty five million or something to Leon. So that was a kind of a strange one. Um, there's a few other ones that we're 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 looking at uh, who are who are kind of um, maybe coming to Russia, like Tino Andrin. Uh, he was rumored to be coming here to Lokomotiv Moscow. Uh, he's he's a, a I think he's playing with Chelsea. Oh uh, yeah, Chelsea, yeah. Chelsea midfielder. Yeah. yeah. So they, they they Loco were looking to uh, take him on loan. Chelsea said no, they want to sell him, and apparently uh, that they said that they they're, they're looking for a fee of ten million. Uh, this is all mm-hmm. down to Ralph Rangnick. His way of doing business um, listen if there was a if there was one um, that you think a, a transfer that could be done by you know the 1st of September what should people look out for who should they look out for what could what could shock us all oh this is a tough one <laughs> um, I, I, I can only speak on behalf of Arsenal I, I think there's going to be uh, well I hope to see a fair few players leaving the club. Um, Eddie Nketi is one which it seems like he needs to move on. Um, Crystal Palace are a club that are very, very interested, but it's, it's about sorting out a fee between Arsenal and Crystal Palace. I, I personally think if, if Crystal Palace were to offer an extra five million and maybe potentially something in add-ons, whether the add-ons are achievable or not, I think he could go. Okay. Um, so I'd be watching out for Eddie and Katia and Reese Nelson as well. Okay. Mm. Nice okay. Uh, one yeah. quick question because we're running out of time. Um, talk about, okay, talk, uh, this is Saha. Had, uh, he's delighted to see Ronaldo going to United. He's a United fan. Um, he, is, he wants to know, will Mason Greenwood improve playing alongside Ronaldo? Steve? Oh, I, I, he's got to. I, I, I think it's, it's just like it's... Uh, it's just fantastic for the youngsters at Manchester United. You know, mm. this player comes in. I mean, this this guy's a machine. I mean, he's going to teach the youngsters how to, you know, how to train. He's, he's going to teach them how to condition themselves. You know, this guy goes out there five times. I mean, he don't just train once a day. This guy trains five times a day. And, um, yeah, I, I, I just think I mean, Mason Greenwood, I mean, three goals in three games already this season. Mm. 
I mean, been left out of the England squad. I can't work that out. I don't know what Gareth Southgate's playing out. I mean, that that just baffles me. But Christian Minold, I mean, all, all I mean, Mason Greenwood, yeah. But I mean, all the youngsters, and they've got a lot at Manchester United. I mean, bringing Christian Ronaldo in is is just going to lift them, you know, to to another level. Okay. Yeah, I, I I don't think you could dismiss what Cristiano Ronaldo could do for the likes of um, Jadon Sancho as well. Jadon Sancho is a very flary, skillful player. I mean, if you saw him today, it was I, I thought the first when he first got on the ball, first started playing against Wolves, it was encouraging. Um, I think someone like Cristiano Ronaldo, who was very flary, would kind of guy that would trip over his own feet sometimes when he first started because it was too much he'd be able to have that sort of a, a really good influence to someone like Jaden Sancho and I think it's perfect timing for both of them to sign perfect okay guys are you both going to hang on for the big fat filthy quiz I'm not about yeah. for the quiz this week Adam but okay. I will I mean I'll be, I'll be here next time definitely I'll for sure. some research as well <laughs> nice okay well I know you don't need research <laughs> Is it going to be one of them? So I'm just going to not know anything. Yeah, yeah, it's better not to know anything. <laughs> okay, guys, thank you so so much, and folks, the, the the transfer exchange show. Follow it on Instagram, on Twitter, and on YouTube. Get onto it and uh, have a look for it all. Okay, guys, thank you very very much, and uh, good luck the next couple of days. All right, thanks for having us, Adam. Okay. Okay, folks, we'll be coming back uh, because, of course, that segment was brought to you in association with Match Business Consulting, Russia's number one sports business consultancy. We're going to head to the break right now with Imagine Dragons because it is time. It's time by the Imagine Dragons. Back after this with the Big Fat Filthy Quiz. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.
лучшее завершение уикенда на Capital. Join us on a journey from the beach to the dance floor. Chicane presents Sunsets. Каждое воскресенье в 11 вечера провожаем отличный уикенд. Встречаем новую неделю. Вспомни, как долго ты выбираешь фильм или сериал. Время выбирать прошло. Наступило время смотреть. Легкий поиск и продвинутая система рекомендаций Иви быстро и точно подберут фильм, который вам точно понравится. Иви. Скорее к истории. Реклама 18 ⁇ Okay, I hope we're all suitably motivated after that bit from the Imagine Dragons. There was a show one time when we had one hour show and I played our three songs, of course, were all three from Imagine Dragons. And our boss, Sasha, was like, like, Alan, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, why not? And then in the studio, I think it was Nikki Stay was here. And she was like, how are you playing all this? I So look, it's just a bit of crack anyway, like, you know. Um, they were all played for a reason. So right now we're playing for a reason. That is just to be the rulers of the universe in the Big Fat Filthy Quiz world, of course. It's its own little galaxy. Uh, welcoming back on Andrew Flint. Andrew, you're alive, ready to roll? Andrew? I certainly am. Good, good. Uh, Steve K, you, you've survived the second segment and you're back with us. Yep, back for some more punishment. <laughs> <laughs> and returning for some punishment, recently freed from Andy Mack's dungeon, Peter P. Yeah, that, that, that was tough, that was tough. But I, 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 I'm a free man now, I escaped, and I'm ready to win again. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, right. So, of course, we, we've only got three people on this evening. Of course, Andy Mack, he is unable. He is absolutely snowed under work. I, I met him on Friday. He was raring to be here and couldn't. Of course, Kieran missed it. And Alex B is missing in action. But we've got to get him on next week because we need him back in the show. Okay, so guys, I'll, I'll, I'll double up, okay? I'm going to make it more interesting for you guys this evening, okay? So this is all about Europa League. So we're going to start off. Um, it will be, I'm just going to make sure I got this right because I did tell you who's going first, who's going second, so on. So he's Steve, then Andrew, and then Peter P. Okay, so starting off uh, with Steve K. You've got to give me the name of the city, okay? The name of the city, okay? Uh, these are Europa League teams who've all gone through to the Europa League um, group stage. Oh, yeah, or, yeah, they were in the Europa League qualifiers. So, uh, the first one, for five points, Flora. Flora. If you say fauna, I'm going to hang up on you. <laughs> Flora? It's a battle, isn't it? It's the first thing that came into my head. Um, Flora. Yeah. You know, how's it spelled? <laughs> F- uh, F-L-O-R-A. F-L-O-R-A. Oh, that don't help me one little bit. That don't. I have no idea. So you're going to have to have a guess, Flora. I'm going to say France. No, they're, they're well, actually no. They're from Estonia. Estonia. So if you give me the capital of Estonia, I'll give you five points. <laughs> you, you got the cap- <laughs> you, That doesn't help. I know because you got the capital of Bulgaria wrong last week. So what's the yeah, capital? It begins with T. T begins with T. And you're saying Tbilisi? what? 
that's the place for you, is it? No, that's Georgia. Yeah. I mean, if you say what begins with tea and you say like breakfast, no, it doesn't begin. Tea doesn't begin with breakfast. Nah, no, no, nah, no, nah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, no, nah, I'm not gonna get it. Okay, Talon, Flora Talon. Okay, there you go. You'll remember that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next up, of course, is uh, it's Andrew Flint. Andrew, one for you, okay? Uh, uh, you, you'll get this fairly handy, okay? The Red Imps. Red Imps. Ah, Lincoln Red Imps. Well done. Five. Uh, Gibraltar, time to for you. Okay. Peter P, for you, okay? Uh, yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, Sparta. Not Spartak, Sparta, Sparta. Uh, East European. Sp- it's a capital do, city do team. To, um, uh, G- the Greece, I don't know, wait, no. somewhere in Greece. No, no. Yeah. Beep. All right. <laughs> Can I get, all right, all right, all right, come on. Come on, come on. I'll give you a hint. Okay, it's a, it's a capital city in Eastern Europe, okay? Not far from Russia, where a lot of Russian tourists like to go. Mm. It's kind of like a down market Budapest. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's not really a hint. I'm going to go with... All right, uh, f- first thing that popped in my head, uh, yeah. Zagreb. No, that's Dino Zagreb. Okay, all right, it's Prague. So Prague is in fr- yeah. what country? I knew that one. <laughs> uh, uh, skip. No, hold on. You have to know where Prague is. I genuinely, like, right now, like, you put me on this one, I just can't care. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Steve, I'll give him a point if you can give me the right answer. Where's Prague? Czechoslovakia. It was. It's now in the Czech Republic. <laughs> but since 19... Oh, no, I, I, <laughs> I'll give him a point. I'll give him a point. All right, Peter, I'll give I, you a point. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's all, the, week, the weekend is still catching up. <laughs> all right. Long, long I've, I've given Steve a point for that as well. Okay, uh, very well, he, quickly. He, he has just escaped from Andy Mack's dungeon, to be That's fair. That's true, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's damaged. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm still yeah. a bit jittery, you know. I'm yeah. The reason he escaped the dungeon was because of slack in the ropes. But anyway, that's another thing. Right. Um, <laughs> Steve, question for you. Uh, this team, okay. Sturm. Sturm. German for storm. But it's not Germany. Sturm. Uh, storm. Bucharest? No. That's Stoyu. Okay. Uh, all right. It's Graz. Graz. What country is that? Graz. That's, yeah. Is that that's Eastern European? Is it kind of Central East? Yeah, yeah, East Central, yeah. Central East. Mm, German speaking. Nah, it's just it's just going to be a guess again. Poland. No, it's Austria. Austria. Okay, I'm going to give you one because just you 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 were close. Okay, Andrew, uh, CFR. CFR. Say again, sorry. C C F R. Ah. Uh, well done. Country? Romania. Romania, well done. Okay, okay. Peter P. Neftchi. Neftchi. Neft? Neftchi, yes. So, Neft. like, Neftchi. Yeah, that'll give you an idea. Neftchi. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Neft in <laughs> Russian is what? <laughs> it's Oil. Yeah. <laughs> so, those are just, like, I feel like those are just a bunch of made-up names. No, it yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's a real team, right? Nefchi, Nefchi. It's not Russia. It's not Georgia. 
well, it's it's a former Soviet country, and a for, so Nefchi on the sea uh, on the Caspian. Answer. Is it is it like Armenia? Oh, good God, no! Oh, God, no! No, it's not. It's Azerbaijan. So, what's the capital of Azerbaijan? I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> okay, Baku. I'm going to give you zero. For, okay, right. Quickly onto missing words. <laughs> that was a disaster, Andrew. You you you've won the quiz already, hands down. Okay, so missing word, Steve. Return. Okay, this is relation to. Oh no, I'm going. <laughs> this is about Arteta. Okay, Arteta says we need to what about the Arsenal team, players, and fans? We need to what? We need to unite. I'm giving you two for it. It's actually look in the mirror. Look in the mirror. Okay. Uh, Andrew, for you. Return of the what? This is about Cristiano Ronaldo. Return of the what? God, a word nearly slipped out there. Um, <laughs> return of the sunbed. Yeah, return of the sunbed. Yeah. Oh, I'll give you two points. Okay. No, it's return of the king. Return of the king. Okay. Uh, Peter P, this one is for you, okay? Spartak Moscow. Are, uh, look, I know people are going to write into us again today. They're going to criticize me again for a slack now, Spartak. This is the headline. Okay, I'm reading the headline. Spartak Moscow are what? Spartak <laughs> Moscow are what? Uh, oh shoot! Well, I'm gonna receive a lot of backlash from the, for this one, but they're a bunch of dweebs. Yeah. A bunch of dweebs. I'm gonna give you ten for that one. No, it's actually <laughs> standing on the edge of the abyss. Standing on standing on the edge of the abyss, or standing on the edge of abyss. Okay, very good. Right now, going into the last round, uh, Steve, you okay? You're on four points. Uh, Andrew Flint is on 22 points and Peter P is on 11 points. <laughs> if boys, if you just <laughs> learn a bit of geography, you'll be well ahead by now. Right, <clears throat> here we go. Last one, okay? This is all about football transfers in 2021, okay? It's worth a whopping oh, 30, 30 points, okay? 30 points. Um, okay, Joachim, okay, the Danish player, Joachim uh, Ander, Anders, uh, he moved, okay, from what team in France? Was it Lens, Lyon, or Lille? Lens, Lyon, or Lille? I thought it was going to be a different question then. Um, Lens. Oh, Lyon. Have you got an idea in pounds sterling, how much was the transfer fee? How many millions? Mm, wouldn't have been a lot. Twelve? 14, I'm going to give you 5 points for 14 million. Okay, so yeah, it was from Leon. Leon. Uh, it was plus oh, add-ons, it took it to 14, if, if you didn't know. That's right. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, mm, uh, this is a good one for you, Andrew. Uh, Leon Bailey, okay, he went from Bayer Leverkusen, Aston Villa. Um, he's from which country? Is it Jamaica, USA, or Canada? Jamaica, USA, or Canada? Jamaica, that guy. Yeah, very good. And how much money yeah. did he go for? How many millions in sterling? Uh, I'm going to say, I want to say 30, but it sounds like a lot. I'll say 30. Yeah, you are correct. Okay, and you got 30 points for that. So well done. Well done, Andrew. Okay, Peter P. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Martin Odegaard, okay, he went to Arsenal from Real Madrid. But what Scandinavian country is he from? Denmark, Sweden, or Norway? Oh. 
Denmark, Sweden, or Norway? Uh, I think he's a Swedish man. No, <laughs> 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 no it's, he's not. He's Norwegian. I said I even stressed Norway. Listen to it back on a podcast. I stressed. No, anyway. Uh, okay, roughly mil- how many million did he go for? Was it 20, 30, or 40? I'll I'm going to go with the uh, go with a whopping 40. No, he's going to go with 30. Okay. <laughs> so, all right, Peter, you, you've staggered to the line on 11 points. So you get a silver medal. <laughs> Steve, you have gotten bronze with a whopping nine points. And Andrew Flint is out in front with... 52. Okay, <laughs> so there we go. Thank you very much, guys, for taking part in our madness today. Steve, thank you very, very much. And again, folks, the Transfer Exchange Show, tune in and listen to that because there is a lot going on on it. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew Flynn, thank you very much to speak with you again next week. Peter P., great effort. Thank you so much for joining us in the first as well this <laughs> evening. And, um, oh, Peter P., quickly, who won? The YouTuber guy or the UFC guy? Uh, I think they haven't fought yet. Oh, I thought they fought the- yeah, they're they're about to. Oh, okay, good. Okay, who's going to win? I, I don't know. It's it's like I, I suggest you guys tune in if you if you want to stay up and witness either a massacre or a miracle. It's just it's going to be either of the two. Okay, all right, all right. Thank you very much, guys. So, folks, that brings Capital Sports to an end this week. We're going to go out, and of course, there's lots of the Kitty Winkles are back to school this week on the first of September. So it's always a great day. So parents get through it the summer's over you know it you know you'll, you'll have a bit of peace and quiet for a little while but then you're going to start to miss them so uh in the meantime folks i'm going to say have a wonderful week take care of yourselves and each other we're going to go out with train and drops of jupiter okay so uh in the meantime anyone who's feeling under the weather or feeling not that you're feeling a bit alone and needs a bit of a hug i'm giving you a big virtual hug right now all around the world okay so i'm alan moore saying good night take care and talk with you next sunday Sports with Alan Moore.